Hi, I'm Dr. Elisa Herrera-Set. And I'm Dr. Tanya Goodrich. We're both doctors of physical therapy and moms, and we're the founders of Papaya Health, an online educational resource providing physical therapy care for down there. Hey, Tanya. Hey, Lisa. So today we actually have a different setting. I'm hoping it sounds better to you guys out there. We're like in a little library of sorts. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, so we've talked about preparing for a delivery, whether it's a vaginal delivery or a cesarean delivery. But now I'd like to take us to the next step, the mm -hmm. next phase in the situation, which is what can moms do while they're in the hospital right after they give birth? And specifically, what can they do to prevent the things that we so often see are symptoms mm -hmm. after giving birth. So physical therapy wise, let's ask that first. What do you typically see are the issues that women have um, early on, early on strength wise, or what are the issues that are seen in the physical therapy office from women who have just given birth? Great question. So I typically see a lot of back pain, right? Low back pain and upper back pain. People don't realize just how much baby holding there is and how much hunched over uh, their posture ends up being. So that's a huge one, breastfeeding and just feeding issues because it takes up so much of your time. And then I would say core, really just feeling like a lack of core awareness or both after C-section and after vaginal delivery, cores can just feel like they're on vacation because mm -hmm. they kind of were. And then any associated pelvic issues that might come up um, because that area just went under this very magical, wild transformation. Mm -hmm. And so some issues related to all that pelvic floor stuff. Like leaking. Like leaking and pain and potentially some scar issues that are happening at that point. Mm-hmm. So a lot of moms, before they give birth, they want to get as prepared as possible. Mm -hmm. Get prepared to know how I'm going to take care of the baby. Get prepared to know what kind of materials and supplies do I need to take care of this baby. But they don't necessarily go into the hospital. Oh, they go in with a, a birth plan. Right. But they don't go in with a post-giving birth plan. And as, it can be very surprising. Yeah. And that's exactly what I want to talk about right now. Things that you can do right after you had a baby to kind of clue that body and get it back on track. Okay, so... Let's start with one of the first issues, mm -hmm. which is um, pelvic floor issues. Mm -hmm. So what is one exercise that moms can do in the hospital right after giving birth to prevent pelvic floor issues? Fantastic. So I think I've talked about this before on the, on the podcast. So if you've been a listener for a while, you'll know this term. But essentially, I call kegels blueberries and that's because it's that visual of closing the pelvic floor and lifting it and then releasing it so you get a nice squeeze and then a release that's like a full engagement of the pelvic floor so you want to be delicate delicate about picking up a blueberry with your yeah essentially with your vagina yeah and then slowly putting it back down that's exactly right mm -hmm. so weirdly some people think oh do nothing after having a baby because it's a little scary it might be painful actually you want that engagement to happen pretty soon right after delivery this also goes for c-sections as well but if you've had a vaginal delivery i don't want you to be scared about engaging that area now it doesn't have to be gigantic but the idea is that exactly like elisa you just mentioned 
delicately closing and lifting up a blueberry mm-hmm. kind of with your pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. And you can do that, you know, a couple times, mm-hmm. a few times a day. I like to associate that with feeding the baby mm-hmm. because the, there's often so much of it. So every time you feed the baby, you're trying to do your own little blueberries. Right. And it's a wonderful way to get that pelvic floor reconnected to your brain. Okay. So for all you overachievers out there, I hope you heard that. You don't have to do a big contraction and you don't have to do this all day long every day. Just maybe while you're feeding the baby will be a reminder to you to do a few of them for maybe a minute. Exactly. You're literally trying to do about three to five of them. Right. And for all you literal people out there, I'm sure that no one took this literally, but just in case, you're not actually picking up an actual blueberry. (laughs) It's yeah, a, no, it's it's a visual. <laughs> it's just for visual. <laughs> okay, all right. Next issue, connecting to your core. Oh, which, yes. I mean, we take for granted that this everybody knows what we mean by core, but essentially we're talking about your deep abdominals and all the muscles around your spine that kind of can protect you from overshifting and and causing pain in your low back and helps and it, it helps. Um, it's the muscles that are the foundation for a lot of your movement. Yeah. How do you get back connected to your core after you just gave birth in the hospital? Yeah. So in the clinic, I often like to joke that for uh, 10 months, there was like a bowling ball inside that belly and it literally stretches out those muscles a little bit. So again, you want your, the point of these early exercises are to get that brain connected to that muscle group. So I have come up with a technique that I love. I call it the magic exhale. And it really is magic because it gets the entire core to engage. And it's an exhale because you are exhaling. Now, I'm going to try it right now with you guys because it's a really important concept. The idea is that you're exhaling. So you need to blow out through your mouth, kind of like you're making like a hissing sound. And while you're making that hissing sound, the belly button should draw in inwards towards your spine and it sounds like this and I'm hoping you guys are trying that out there right now it is the foundation of getting that core and truly pelvic floor to engage back together Mm -hmm. so that magic exhale is super critical for every transitional movement so and this is what women just tell me is so shockingly helpful is that every time you have to sit to stand or roll over in bed for example You need to do that magic exhale while you're doing that. This makes the core turn back online. Mm -hmm. I joke it's on vacation. It needs to wake back up. So Mm -hmm. that magic exhale is going to single-handedly be the best way to get that core involved. Okay. And spoiler alert for later, you are going to want to use the mechanics of that magic exhale forever. I mean, we all should be using it. It's basically engaging mm-hmm. your core, but you might not want to be hissing your whole <laughs> life long. So it's the feeling like, um, almost like you're blowing out of, um, a straw, blowing out a straw. Yeah. There's just a little bit of pressure at your lips as you exhale. And then you're drawing your belly button, like your belly should go inward as you're making that, that exhale. Is that right? That's exactly right. And you really want to breathe and specifically exhale and not hold your breath because Mm -hmm. you don't want that pressure going down Mm -hmm. or out Mm -hmm. you really want to make it dynamic and it's 
you know, I'm, I'm hoping that you're 60 years old when you're traveling, you're still using this technique. So mm-hmm. it's really beneficial for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, holding your breath can ca- put pressure in places that um, you don't mean to, like against your pelvic floor and causing undue stress to that area. Um, and it, it's interestingly, it's, it's intuitive for some people to hold their breath when they're exerting. Um, speaking of exerting, you call it the magic exhale. Mm-hmm. I call it exhale on exertion. Yep. So when you're doing something that's physically difficult, mm-hmm. that's when you exhale and you initiate with the exhale. You don't do the thing and then breathe out. Right. You breathe out and then that initiates yeah. the movement. That's perfect. All right. Okay. Next thing was the back. So people often end up with low back mm-hmm. and upper back yeah. pain. How can you help with that already at the hospital? And, you know, for podcast reasons, I'm going to go over the most simple, easy to visualize exercises. But pelvic tilts are going to be your best friend. And I love them because you can do them in any position. And, you know, if you're out there, hopefully you can put your hands on your hips. And the idea is that you're just rocking the pelvis forward and back. And the idea is I want you to think less about muscle engagement and more juicy, deep work. And the idea is that you're massaging your low back. Mm-hmm. and you want to do about 10 of them and they are fantastic at both alleviating pain and preventing pain because mm-hmm. you're getting the whole system moving and the joints love it the muscles love it and it prevents from from, from you being like the tin man right you're mm-hmm. getting all that nice juicy blood flow and the joints love it yeah, I, I'm challenged to think of other ways to describe pelvic tilting for people who can't see us moving. But first of all, you can look it up online. If you just look up pelvic tilt, yeah, just you'll Google see that. examples. Yeah. Um, I like to think of the pelvis like a bowl. Mm-hmm. And then the top of the bowl is like your belt line. And mm-hmm. then you're tipping, say, your cereal milk to the out the front of the bowl, <laughs> then out the back of the bowl, out the front of the bowl. Make me hungry. <laughs> out the back of the bowl. All right. And then how about for upper back? Yeah, so for upper back, again, I kind of mentioned this before, but it's shocking how how large the breasts get with all that milk, which kind of makes you lean forward. And then again, now you're carrying a baby so much, that's more holding and leaning forward. So I really like just to open up that back with some shoulder rolls. And you're really, again, less muscle and more joints. You want to think more just like you're a bag of bones and you're really moving that skeleton up and around nice and juicy again Mm -hmm. 10 times is great easy to remember if you're feeling pain i want you to do that exercise and again another bang for your buck preventing that mid-back pain Mm -hmm. so if you're having trouble picturing what kind of shoulder rolls we're talking about the shoulders are going up towards your ears and back behind you and down and as your shoulders come back behind you it's like you're smiling at the front of your chest Mm, that makes sense a little collarbone smile yeah and your shoulder blades, too. Uh-huh. A lot of people only think about the, their shoulders, but, you know, the the wings in your back, those shoulder blades, are a really nice time to massage those. So just so simple, but fantastic to keep that mid-back f- from getting too stiff. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, of course, just awareness that it's it's that moms have the, this propensity to lean forward and just being aware that you're likely to be hunching forward and, and trying to correct that as much as you can yeah. is, um, is, is key. It's huge. Yeah, being aware of it. That's all you have to do. Is, oh, my God, I'm hunching again. Oh, snap out of it. Right. Okay, so we have four good exercises that you can be doing while you're still at the hospital 
that are gentle. You don't have to do them all day long. This is not like some, you know, whole like workout or whatever. It's just um, some a few movements, like movement snacks, like you've ca- like, called them in the past. Love movement snacks, yes. Yes. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To connect and learn more, visit our full website, www.papaya.health and follow us on Instagram at papaya.health and on Facebook at We Are Papaya Health.